0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a Friday edition of Back Your Play with Q. As always, I'm your host, Rich Canu. from our good friends over at Played Again Sports, 1450 Clement Road in Deptford, New Jersey. Check them out. Use sports equipment and more. As always, follow us on Twitter at Rich Q on Q, YouTube channel. Rich Q on Q. And there he is on location. How about that? Our NFL inside our Lloyd Vance. Um, covering, I believe it's the 14th annual. Um, HBCU, the college, of black, uh, black college football hall of fame. You're down in a hot Atlanta right about now.
1: Yeah. Q, you know, I'm excited to join you from here. Uh, been working on selection committee since, uh, 2010 or so. And, and it's a great opportunity to be around some of the greats of the game and, and, uh, travel down here to Atlanta and, uh, we'll have a nice event and, and get to talk to some of the guys that haven't seen in a number of years. So, um, the majority of the guys are veteran type players that you yep. get to meet this event and uh some of the inductees are, are you know names like jimmy marsalis who was a great corner for the kansas city chiefs and Hank Stram days and johnny mm-hmm. walton a quarterback who i followed uh when he was filled filled up with the eagles when i was a kid and we we're inducting him he's out mm-hmm. of elizabeth city so cfl mvp
0: of- in 69 right cfl goes on the uh, taxi squad i think right with uh the rams back in 69 and then eventually went to the cfl
1: yeah johnny walton's a great story because he, he he played in so many leagues and, and you know, tried so many times to get to the big stage. And, and he's a guy that um, after a number of years of work, he got that great opportunity from Dick Vermeil to join the Eagles. And, and he went to the USFL. So you're right, Q. He, he had a lot of stops, but he, he was a tremendous quarterback. Uh,
0: also, I believe uh, Henry Lawrence, right? Florida A&M. Leslie Frazier. Uh, Tyrone McGriff from Florida A&M as well. Uh, Elijah Pitts. I believe as well. Part of that class, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that's a, that's pretty damn good class, man. I mean, the, the one thing I remember, uh, McGriff was mystery relevant when he was drafted in 80 by the Steelers. He's in the college football hall of fame. And unfortunately he passed away at a very young age, the most notable to me. I mean, I, I, for my money, I thought one of the best, uh, when we talk about secondary guys, uh, and again, I, I believe he's on, he's, going to be enshrined um albert lewis as well correct
1: correct albert lewis is is coming out of grambling state and another player out of a SWAC all-time great from that school obviously you know the grambling has a rich history and and the two men that started this organization uh black college football hall of fame are doug williams and and james Harris. they're both from grambling state and you know uh, i've talked to eddie robinson's family over the years and and You know, there's such a great tradition with that organization and that football team. You know, we almost say Grambling State was the subway alumni for African-Americans, almost like uh, Notre Dame is for a lot of Irish Catholics. You know, a lot of people just root for Grambling State because they know the name and Eddie Robinson and the history that, you know, comes with it in terms of black college football and overall game itself.
0: Yeah, Pitts... um... 13th round Green Bay, 1961 NFL draft, uh, had an opportunity to play for Boston in the AFL. And obviously it worked out playing with Green Bay, five-time NFL champ, two-time Super Bowl champ with the Packers. Uh, You know, out of all these guys, who, who would you say, I mean, they're all deserving, but who would you say probably had the most notable mark in college and then in the NFL?
1: Wow, you know, and, and that's something we always debate and when we're talking about these guys. You have to look at their total resume and and uh whether it's it's their college accolades, a lot of times we really don't even know about. You talk about Tyrone McGriff, um interesting guy. He was a Kodak all American, so he got to be on the show with Bob Hope. So that shows you what a great player he was. And and they won a, a national championship uh, at the highest level in terms of one double A at the time. Uh, Florida A&M, when he was there, they won the overall championship over all the teams. So, you know, this shows you the impact of Tyrone McGriff. Um, In terms of the class, I I think everybody is definitely going to be interested in Leslie Frazier's story. Uh, Leslie Frazier is a guy – he was on the Chicago Bears. You know, he comes out of Alcorn State. Another guy like Boynell Young, kind of unheard of coming out of Alcorn State. But uh, he was a smooth – corner and a guy who covers well and then you talk about his accolades in terms of coaching he, he, he's he been all around the national football league uh he was former head coach of the minnesota vikings um right now he, he stepped away from the uh buffalo bills as defense coordinator but uh he's definitely he may be the highlight of this group but uh yeah. it, it's another great group and i'm glad to be part of it
0: yeah, absolutely. We look forward to the coverage as well. Lloyd Vance joining us Friday edition of BYP with Q from our good friends over at Played Against Sports. Lloyd uh, covering the 14th annual um, Black College uh, Football Hall of Fame in Hotlanta, which is pretty unique. All right. So NFL wise, I guess two of the big stories, one kind of transpired within the last week. And you know, we, we we thought this could be an issue going forward in the NFL. And that, of course, is when we learn that another player gets pinched uh, for gambling, this time for the Indianapolis Colts on Monday. Uh, the latest team involved in this scandal, Isaiah Rogers, is the latest player caught violation investigated for placing hundreds of wagers and even bet, apparently, allegedly, on Colts games. Um, I mean, look, whether it's a notable player or not, it's just another horrible look for the NFL. And, you know, this, uh, we, we dealt with this last year, right? With R- Ridley, uh, who, you know, obviously uh, wanted to make amends with these transgressions. But th- the NFL has put themselves in this position because every time you turn around, whether it's pre, post, halftime, any weekly spot, it's, you know, picks, whatever it is, it's always brought you by X, Y, and Z. So, I mean, does this surprise you? at all, and what measure do you think the NFL is going to take now um, regarding Rodgers?
1: Yeah, you know, it, 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 he's another player where they're going to talk to him. And and unfortunately, Q, you know, you and, I, you and I talked about this a while ago in terms of when gambling came to the NFL, you know, it was always the league's dirty secret, and, and people always had their bookie and all that, and, you know. Now there's Pandora's box open. To me, I think the best thing that the owner should do is – rather than having these these rules like guys can't gamble when they're in the locker room or on a team facility just, just don't allow them to gamble at all you know what I mean it it's it's just
0: but how do you monitor that I mean they can use exactly. that open accounts and give them money
1: yeah yeah so you know you just fear the integrity of in the game and I think that's why they're trying to crack down on some of these guys and and I think the majority of players that I've talked to they just don't do it. You know what I mean? It's just Pandora's box and and, and they don't want to kind of get on somebody's radar. But you know, so some of these younger guys, uh, they may not worry too much about and and then the consequences come behind it. So, you know, I, I think the league is gonna have more conversations in terms of monitoring, in terms of rules around this and and maybe just allow them to, to bet on other sports, but betting on football and and, and just opening that oh up to some kind of legality and, and you know, rules and fraction. I, I just don't know if it's worth it in terms of what it brings to the table for a player.
0: No doubt. Like, what are you risking? And we know if it's, you know, $5 million on a game, we know there's going to be a swing on the line in Vegas. So that kind of opens up eyes um, regardless. Again, Lloyd Vance, our NFL insider, on uh, location covering the 2023 Black College Football Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony in hot Atlanta in Atlanta. All right. The other big news. Well, a couple things. So it looks like pardon of me um, Panthers have decided they're going to go with the young gunslinger in Bryce Young. Um, Frank Reich already made that decision. You got Dalton as the backup. I'm a little surprised. He's saying right now, look, he's taken uh, good reps, uh, making the most of his opportunity. But you're naming a starter uh, June
1: 9th. Yeah, you know, Q it is a no brainer. Everyone knew when they drafted Bryce Young, they traded up to get him, and he was their guy. So, Caroline's going to go with him. He, he's their new future, and, and you know, it, hopefully you can build upon that. Obviously, they have been hurting for such a while since Cam Newton had retired, and they have not had that guy. And they want to have him come in right away and be their starter. Have no questions around whether he's their guy or not, and it, yeah, it reminds me a lot being here in Atlanta. I remember when Matt Ryan started for the Falcons way back in 2008, you know, he came right in as the established starter, and then that team kind of built from there. They actually made the playoffs that season, as well as the Baltimore Ravens, who had a rookie starter in Joe Flacco. So, you can have success with a rookie quarterback. I know Bob Purdy stepped in last year late and did some good things for the Niners, so that they're trying to catch. Uh, some lightning in a bottle and and see if young can help them build upon his great resume, bringing it over from Alabama.
0: You know, interesting. You mentioned the 49ers with Lance Purdy and Sam Darnold on the roster. And now there's talk. Well, I mean, Darnold might be playing himself in position to win that starting job in, in San Francisco. And look, the way their defense is constructed, I don't think you really have to ask too much. I mean, Listen, Purdy played well last year prior to the injury in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. Um, I just feel like they're a – if they name Darnold the starter, right, because Lance coming off injury, Purdy coming off injury, you're probably a three-pick, you know, uh, Sam Darnold game away having to turn around and 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 go back to Purdy. And then where does that leave Trey Lance, too? I mean, he, he, he really might be on the outside looking in.
1: Yeah, this is going to be interesting. And, you know, it, it is a really, um, it's really Shanahan going to allow this to, to kind of open up as a true quarterback battle and, and see which one of these three guys is the best. I what still think, think if I still think if Purdy is healthy, you know, as well as he played last year, and everybody talked about his understanding of the playbook, and, and you know, uh, he was the extension the coach on the field. I think he may be their guy. But you talk about Trey Lance, he's sitting there and and, you know, they brought him in, and, and he was their guy at one point, point. then he got injured. So, you know, revolving door, quarterback carousel for the 49ers. Uh, I think in the end it will go with the guy that, that best and works in their system, and I think they, they believe in Brock Purdy, and he's going to be their guy. Maybe Trey Lance gets his opportunity in training camp, many camps to, to kind of show what he can do as Brock Purdy comes back from that elbow injury. But uh, right now I'd have to say it's Purdy's job to lose
0: yeah, I mean, look, I I don't put anything past these coaches because it's all about business decisions at the end of the day. Lloyd Vance at Lloyd Vance joining us on a Friday edition of Back to Your Play with Q. Rich Quinones here, NFL writer, researcher, historian, PFWAA award winner, and again, down there covering the um, Black College Football Hall of Fame, the 14th annual in Atlanta, uh, part of that selection committee as well. All right, so um, we talk about the running back position, right? And we know that it's it's a not a marquee position anymore. I think we can assume over the last 15, 20 plus years, uh, these running backs are uh, mercenaries. Um, And now we're seeing the news that the Vikings are going to release Dalvin Cook. And I put up the numbers uh, regarding uh, Cook. I mean, it is kind of interesting when you think about it. So uh, 14.1 million in cap space they'll save 11 million if he would have played this season and maybe it has to do with the 1500 touches that he just amassed after last season he's 28 years of age but let me give you let me give you some of these names right now Henry Cook Taylor Chubb 104 108 110 125 yards respectively that they average on the ground is this just a situation where minnesota feels as though he's 28 he's logged a lot of touches he's logged a lot of carries and we've got enough running backs depth wise running back by committee where we can save some money and you know again uh, we need fresh legs back there younger legs
1: yeah Q, you know it, it's it's a thankless business when you're running back and and it, it's just not like the old days when when you and I came along and everybody had you know their their guy whether it was Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell, or whomever you know who was going to carry the ball and they were going to get all their touches and 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 then basically I know a lot of these guys went to other places in the their career, but these guys spent about ten years with most of their team. So you know uh, the Cooks the latest guy, he's very banged up. That shoulder injury has bothered him for a number of years. Uh, the shoulder he was playing with a harness It kept popping in and out last year. And they feel like Madison, uh, who is his backup and came in and gave them some good carries when Cook was out, is going to be their guy. So it, you're going to see this more and more in the National Football League. Uh, we saw it with the Chiefs, with Pacheco, and and, and that, that group of stables. Yep. So they're just going to spread carries around, uh, spread touches around, and, and they may have a guy, you know, like a James White, who's a great pass catcher, and they may have a guy, you know, who, who's a, a strong runner at the goal line. So, you know, it, they're, they're going to use everybody in terms of uh, spreading the wealth keeping these guys healthy and whoever's a hot hand, that's who the coach is going to go with on Sunday and these in these big games and in the playoffs. So, you know, unfortunate for Cook, I remember him coming out of Florida state and, and uh, he's had a pretty good career for the Vikings, a guy who's put up some very good numbers, but um, he's going to have to find a new home right now.
0: Yeah. And speaking of which, I know there's some talk maybe, um, and again, it is final. They did release him about 37 minutes ago. Um maybe Miami uh maybe Denver listen I mean here's a running back four straight Pro Bowl seasons um you know relatively healthy logs a lot of carries I'll throw your curveball on this one you know what if the Giants turn around and they just let you know Saquon walk now you got Dalvin now Dalvin Cook was released so whatever you offer him on the table you offer him right I mean so you can get him uh low rent, if you will, for a year or so. Uh, there's been talk about Miami Dolphins and, you know, McDaniel with a couple of his comments. Um, I mean, look, there's there's going to be a lot of teams out there monitoring who he's talking to, who he's visiting. Uh, but, I, I mean, it, it's a what have you done for me lately league, right? And I know Saquon's coming off a monster season, and I know it's taboo to say, and I know Giant fans are going to get their feathers all ruffled by me saying it. But ultimately, we said this a month ago, I, I think the Saquon Barkley situation is going to get worse before it gets better with the Giants. So you have to start to think about a plan B.
1: Yeah, Q, you know, it, it is a business first and foremost. And, and, and you know, it, Saquon's going to make a lot of money this season. And, and they're going to pay a lot in terms of a running back with salary cap. I know it's probably his last season for the Giants. But it, if you can bring in that competition or, or possibly a replacement, why not? And that, and that's what all the general managers around the league are, are thinking about. They're not, they're thinking about their next step and, and you know, the, they're thinking about the season starting already. So if, if they could bring Cook in and give him it, a weapon for him, that could be possibly a good landing spot for him. And oh. Cook's probably going to want to go to the best situation. Uh, some of these guys, they want to go to a winning organization. Some of them want more money. Um, I, I tend to think that he, he maybe wanna, wants to win at this stage in his career. So,
0: What teams Uh, give him Miami, Denver? Would you think Miami? You know, young quarterback, all these offensive weapons, uh, a little more of an aggressive head coach in McDaniel. You're still playing in the AFC East. So, you know, you're still dealing with potentially, uh, you know, the Jets now with Rogers and the Buffalo Bills with Allen, not so much New England, but still, but you're in warm weather, even though, you know, again, they played in that dome in Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I mean, they don't need him. But he would certainly be an upgrade to that offense. They're still going to be able to run the football.
1: Yeah, he's he's going to get a good opportunity somewhere. I'll throw a crazy one at you. His brother plays for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe he wants to go play with him. You know, so uh, this these things will shake out in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure his agent will be making some calls. Uh, every team, as we know, has 90 players on it, and they'll definitely find a spot for Cook. And uh, they need they may say the running back position is undervalued, but. Yep. They Every team wants that guy who, yep. who can do a variety of things. And that's what Dallas looks like to do. He can catch the football. He can pick up the blitz. Uh, he, he's strong in short yardage situations. So he's a back that can do a number of things. So I think a lot of teams are going to want his services. Uh, maybe even Dallas Cowboys. Think about them, you know. They always want to establish the run. And Tony Pollard's a little banged up coming off an injury. And why not bring an in insurance policy
0: Yeah, I mean, these running backs, like I said, the life expectancy, three, four, five years. If you can stretch it out even longer, uh, God bless you. Again, Lloyd Vance joining us in Atlanta, uh, covering the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame and uh, nice little backdrop. Good stuff tomorrow. I'm sure it's going to be an exciting time. All the players and uh, coaches are certainly worthy of this honor. And praise lastly, before I let you get out of here, and I know it's fun to talk about, even though it's a moot point now, but you know, the alleged reports of rumors that Russell Wilson, uh, the Eagles were, you know, in the uh, Russell Wilson sweepstakes and he kind of, uh, you know, kiboshed a potential trade to Philadelphia, which I think, listen, at the end of the day, it works out perfectly. And as much as I killed him last year and hack it, maybe, maybe he has a much better season, year number two, but for the Eagles... They got the quarterback they want, and they paid him in Jalen Hurts. I mean, isn't it funny how sometimes, you know, the best moves, the best trades are the ones that are never made?
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy once this stuff comes out. It, it always seems that the Eagles, they were like, oh, we were in the mix and that, and and we kind of stepped away from it. A lot of times you don't even hear these things unless you're talking to one of the guys, you know, in the offseason, one of the decision makers. But um, you wonder what F would have happened there if he had been with the Eagles. Obviously, a lot of Eagles fans are going to say, he had a terrible season with the Denver Broncos, but I think a lot of that has to do with Nathaniel Hackett and, and whether he worked in his offense. So, you know, but everything worked out. I think Jalen Hurst uh, is a young ascending quarterback out there, and he led him to the Super Bowl, and the sky's the limit for him. So, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson will have a, a bounce back this season. He, he now has a coach that kind of believes in him and, and the system that they're going to be running. So, it's going to be interesting to see how both those situations play out.
0: Yeah, until Peyton takes his parking space. Uh, so <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. All right, pal. Listen, next week we got to get back on an off season, breaking down the divisions. We'll start to look at some futures. Uh, we know that the NFL never stops. Uh, we know that, but have a good time out there. I know you're going to hustle. I know you'll get some good sounds, some good photos, and whatnot. Uh, enjoy it. I saw the families out there as well with you, so that's a pretty cool thing to kind of experience, right?
1: Yeah, it's fun. My son came with me, and um, he's looking forward to You know, who am I going to meet? Who am I going to meet? You know, I said, well, there's going to be a lot of former players there and, and a lot of Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank, several people. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be They're a hosting it,
0: right? They're sponsoring it. The Falcons are sponsoring this event.
1: Yes, they're one of the lead sponsors, so Arthur Blank, and, and several members of the team are typically there. So
0: awesome. he's
1: looking forward You know, he, he, he wants to meet, you know, Pitts and some of these younger guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know I, It's a great experience, right? And it's a pretty cool thing, father and son to share. So have fun with it. Look forward to seeing you. Uh what you come back with uh, as far as uh, photos and some footage and uh, whatnot. And we'll do it again next week, pal. Lloyd Vance joining us as always at Lloyd Vance does a great job. Our NFL insider, writer, researcher, historian, PFWA award winner, NBCHOF selection committee. He's out there covering the 14th annual uh, black college uh, football hall of fame in Atlanta. Kind enough to join us on a Friday edition of back your play with Q. We'll do it again next week, pal. Appreciate you. All
1: right, Q. Thanks for having me on.
0: You got it.